Hello and good evening. I'm back after a week-long hiatus, after going cross-fucking-country. And that was not the worst intro, opposed to fucking bootleg fucking butchering the intro with his own intro. But I appreciate him stepping in, even though he's a raging fucking douchebag. Um, Before we get started, for this rolling dumpster fire of doom... Let's go ahead and read off some of these ads before we get fucking canceled. The Libertarian Veterans Caucus, the best of all caucuses for all veterans who are libertarians and want to push the libertarian movement. I don't know if they're all for the cocks and asses, but this is the veteran cock ass of all caucuses. If you are looking for the Not A Real Libertarian podcast, you can find us on Twitch. Facebook, YouTube, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Anchor, Twitter, and Spotify. No, we do not broadcast over smoke signals because that has not happened from Elon Musk yet. I cannot shit on Jack Casey at the moment until he sends me a friend request and we figure out something and or if I read his book. But this is his third installment of the Royal Green Crown by Gold. No, I have not re- read it yet. Some say I do not know how to read. Some say it's the Oklahoma in me. I really don't give a fuck. It doesn't have pictures, and it's not a coloring book, so I'm not reading it. If you are a shit poster like me or anybody else, go check out the Alaskan Raven for all your meme needs. And the Greasy Porcupine for all your automotive needs. This is a this is how volunteer volunteerism actually works. They are you pay for what you think the service is worth. What the hell? It just kicked off. There we go. It kicked off. But uh, this is how a volunteer society works. You pay for what you think the service is worth. This is for all your automotive needs. Please. God damn it. (laughs) Go look up the Greasy Porcupine, please. Okay, kick that back off. Okay, before I bring on my guest, I know some of you are wondering, is it the dog? Is it the man? Is it a man dog? I want to tell you it is both. This man I've become great friends with. He is one of the people I actually look up to in this whole liberty movement. He is I I consider him one of the foundation people of this movement. So before we get on, <laughs> he's laughing down there right now. All right, everybody, I'm gonna bring on Kenneth, and here we go. What's up, man? What's up? I know a lot of people are really let down. I'm kind of let down. It's not the dog that I'm talking to, but uh, we're going to go with the, the half breed right now. Half man, half dog. I'm told we kind of look alike. So, Well, you're, I mean, you look, I mean, if it came down to between you and bootleg, I think you have the, the, the Bigfoot going oh, yeah. better than anyone else at the moment. Got a lot of Bigfoot sightings up here. That's just me when I go, go camping. Like I camp naked in the summer, so... You know. That's just no. There's no way in hell I'm camping in the cold. Oh no! In the summertime, it's not that cold. It's about thirty at night. I mean, but uh, no. oh, yeah, he is on the fucking. Bed. Um, see, you stole a spotlight. Yeah, right. <laughs> like, so I don't want to yell at him in front of people, but uh, he might. He might just go ahead and just take the whole <laughs> the whole show if you tell him to shut. Oh, there he is. <laughs> But, but uh, okay, so <laughs> let's get into it. 
So, um, like I like I was saying, I consider you like one of the <laughs> damn watch just fucking okay. That's awesome. Uh, you've been in the in the movement for a while, right? Oh yeah, oh yeah. Um, God, even when it originated as like a meme, so probably like 2012. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, uh, I was 16, discovered 4chan, which is that is one of the few factual things I get about us is it originated from a 4chan meme. Um, and uh, next thing I know, I'm I'm getting mixed up in a lot of these different circles in the gun community. A lot of people that think like us. Um, in a way, uh, you could almost say I was kind of raised in this. Like a lot of my developmental years as a teenager uh, and a fucking um, young adult were in a lot of these same circles. Um, so yeah, uh, I mean, I ran a I ran a meme page back before we all got booted off Facebook. Uh, that um, took off, got really popular. Probably part of the reason we did get kicked off Facebook is that that page took off more than I wanted it to. It Swamp Mountain Boogaloo. Um, I think I followed. I honestly think I, I followed before everything got deplatformed. Oh yeah, and that's why a lot of the memes on there are like inside jokes for my circle of friends. But then apparently people people like that, you know. So. Like we had one dude who ran, who was on the page. who's a, a great grandfather died at the Battle of Bastogne, and so it was talking about like doing a bunch of peyote and then talking to his dead World War II vet grandpa, you know. And it, it just it went on this surreal like tangent, like I am right now. It it just got to where it started off as like haha Claymore Roomba, and then it right. was like doing like doing DMT and meeting God during the raid. So. Um, or filling your plate carrier with fucking tannerite, or a mannequin oh, yeah. filled with tannerite. Hundred percent. But yeah, because uh, every usually from before I actually got to get to know you a little bit better through the RCLP and stuff like that, I kind of started gathering like you're one of I wouldn't say necessarily founding father, but you're definitely one of the ones that have been there from like I feel like day one. And you're usually at any uh, activist uh, rallies, making a presence, providing what we're technically, what we know what the whole movement is about and what we're supposed mm-hmm. to be doing. And obviously, I'm sure you've run into factors of, oh, well, you're here to stir shit up. You're you're just a far right, all proud boy, bull, all that extra bullshit and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Constantly. Um, you might remember, uh, how much to take your shirts off. I'll think about it. It's cause it's cold. Um, tell you what, uh, bootleg, if you donate $20, $40 to Natalie's campaign, we'll both take our shirts off or you can buy us both a beer when you, when you come to Oklahoma. Yeah. Your choice. Um, so Austin, and I'm not gonna, we might talk about it later. It's a, it's a long story. There's a week after Garrett Foster died and all that. Um, there were like 40 of us there. It's a big deal. Media is there. We had an NBC fucking like news liaison, right? Like mm-hmm. this looked like fucking Afghanistan. Like this dude's, what's funny is the fucking reporter had nicer gear than half of us. But, um, you know, this dude had his plate carrier and Kevlar. And, um, so a local like independent journalist, uh, that I still talk to sometimes took a picture of me at that vigil and that shit just took off. Right. People recognize me in fucking Walmart now, which I mean, hey, I'm glad I'm spreading the movement. But like, hey, man, I'm, I'm here to buy beans and energy drinks. Like, 
<laughs> you know, um, I posted that on um, on Snap on my Snapchat the other day. It was a uh, uh, that picture of me where it was a screenshot from a website where some of the leftist uh, protesters, which I mean, some of us are leftists too, but they were like off left, you know, authoritarian communists who had posted, uh, basically tried to dox me when, you know, I told them, I was like, okay, come, if you want, you have my home address, come on by. Like, you know, what, what the fuck are you going to do? Um, and I posted on there says internationally, I, my caption was internationally hated. You know, I was trying to make a joke out of it. And someone asked me, he's like, how do I get to that point? And I said, you don't want to, you don't fucking want to dude. Um, but if you, Here's what I try to do, and I, I'd say more often than not, I fail. I try to do what I think is right, regardless of consequence and regardless of who's not going to like it. I've lost friends over this shit. Uh, that right there has cost me got, like, friendships with people I grew up with, people I was in diapers with. But is is it worth it to me to try to do the right thing? Absolutely. So, you know, it, it sucks, but it's, I mean, that is our station in life. Right. So, no, and I'm I'm with you. Like I've lost a lot of friends, um, just for the fact of when I I stood with the movement. I took more of a, a not a political a public stance with it. Because like, I used yeah. to like kind of just keep it when I started getting involved in the whole movement. I wasn't sure where it was going to go, and I wanted to get a feel for it before I kind of just like publicized it, like mm-hmm. made it like this is what I believe in, this is what I'm doing, and stuff like that, and then. Of course, as soon as you bring it to anyone's attention, it depending on who you're talking to, you get flack of uh, as I mean, Facebook put everybody before we got deplatformed. We were all extremists, or you're just an overall just a a, a, a shit stir, a shit pot stir. That's like I guess the yeah. word I'm looking for. But I've had to explain to people like I go to rally like it's something that I believe that is an injustice or is immorally wrong. I'm gonna be there and I'm I'm showing up. As with the group that has become almost like a second family to me, hundred percent, yeah, like, yeah, and it doesn't matter, like, because uh, it kills me, and I've brought it up on other shows when people have labeled us as white supremacists and stuff like that. Like, you understand that I've been to more than more times than I can count a Black Lives Matter rally to show my support for whatever the injustice was. I've showed it for uh, when with the Asian community, people were getting beat out of for supposedly bringing the coronavirus to the United States. People were Asian. Oh. The Asian community was getting uh, slandered for that. I showed support for that. And it just kills me that they try to make it fit their narrative. And again, I know you have run into it probably more times than I ever have just for the fact of, like I said, you're more at rallies than I've been to you I mean, you travel pretty much. I've from the time I've known you, you've at least traveled damn near the whole fucking country to different rallies. Oh yeah. And so the thing with, uh, people always bring that up to me, like with black lives matter and there's always, Oh, well, they're communists. Well, okay. There may be some of that in the like authoritarian communists within the, like the organization itself, the movement though, if you have an issue with the phrase, right? The idea that black lives matter, like just that, if you Mm -hmm. take issue with that, like not that compared to, other lives mattering, not that compared to, uh, you know, well, look at all the white people that get killed. Okay. Well, here's the thing. The whole idea here, this, this movement focuses on the idea that as a black man, 
you are more likely, uh, specifically a black man, because it's mostly black men, right, mm-hmm. are more at risk to be shot by the police. So for one, um, I happen to believe that uh, people of color are human beings and have rights uh, indistinguishable from you and I. Second, if we open the door, if we allow, uh, it's a slippery slope. If we allow for the government to extrajudicially murder people on the street, right? Then that can happen to everyone. So it's not just an ethical thing, right? Where I believe these people who are also human beings have rights. It's also, if, if that isn't good enough for some people, cause it isn't a lot of people will say, Oh, well, that's not my problem. I'm not black. Well, what happens when they start coming after you? You know, um, exactly. and I think that, yeah, I think that is going to happen. And I think people are either in denial or not paying enough attention, you know. And it always kills me when you tell, when you, just like you explained, and then you tell people that exact word for word, and their only response is, he should have complied. That has zero to do with it. Just because someone tells you to do something does not make it morally right for them to tell you to do that because they're, Nine times out of ten, what they are telling you is completely immoral, and I'll take that chance. I'm not going to bend a knee for just because you have a, a badge on your chest or whatever your mm-hmm. position is above me. It doesn't it doesn't matter because when, at the end of the day, you're a human being just like me, and for you to treat another human being, no matter whether it be white, black, Asian, it doesn't fuck matter. For you to treat another human being as such makes you a piece of fucking shit. Dude, and that's what, what gets me. Like, I... I try to even like fairly talk shit about both sides of the aisle, right? Because I don't want people to get like their feelings hurt. Like, you know, hey, you're not degrading me. I need some of that. No, but like, you know, hey, you only ever talk about the right or you only ever talk about the left. What about these guys? Um, I have a big, it's not really a problem because it doesn't really affect me, but it, it, it confuses me that these people that are repping 1776 and showing up to fucking, uh, state capitals and tricorns and shit. Are also the what? same ones, the one percenters. You know, yeah, the, those three same I'm sorry, threepers. The threepers. Yeah, one percent's a like a, an MC thing. I think that's a that's a motorcycle club. Yeah, thing, I got but... I got it mixed up. I'm talking about <clears throat> fucking uh, three percenters. Th- those fucking. Oh yeah. And then it's like these same people that are like sons of the revolution and shit are also constantly. You should have just complied, right or wrong. Should have just complied. And then it's, oh, well, let the court take care of it. You mean the same court that's part of this system that, like, I mean, honestly, dude, I'd, I'd say one of the last things you'd want to do if you were caught in one of these situations is go to a fucking courtroom because then it's going to be you versus a, a police officer who is an official of the court, you know? <laughs> like, the court, it's not going to work against itself nine times out of ten. So, um, if, if, if we complied... Right. We would all be speaking with these fucking cockney accents, you know, driving on the left hand side of the road. I'm sure if if that was what this country was about, was just compliance. The revolution never would have fucking happened. We wouldn't America wouldn't be. Exi- oh, it probably would be called that, but it'd be the Commonwealth. We wouldn't be an independent. Country. Gosh, damn it. I'm pretty sure your dog just agreed with everything you just said. Oh, yeah, he's he's hyped up. Just I don't need him to scream so so we have to lock him in the bedroom here in a minute. But but yeah, so it just it it throws me for a, it throws a curveball for me when I when I just I see these people that are like you know 1776 hell yeah brother and then it's 
just comply. Just just do what they ask you. So what's going to happen when it's forcing you to put chemicals in your body, making you go to a fucking camp, taking guns away? You know, which I, I mean, I don't think the, the gun confiscation is ever going to happen. That's another conversation. No, I don't think it'll ever happen. It's something to, to always keep in the back of your mind. But I don't think it'll ever it'll ever fucking happen because I mean, cause the more than half of the United States is armed to the fucking teeth, mm-hmm. and I don't think that the 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 cathedral wants to go against that that big of a thing. Now, do they have other in uh, a, a, a different agenda? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's it's all coming down. They're doing it, and they're and I'll give I'll, I'll give props where it's due. They are doing it very well, but you have people that are in this movement who actually steer away from mainstream media that pick up on hints and stuff like that, who are pointing out the obvious and and they do get a little bit sloppy sometimes, but as soon as you bring this to anyone's attention, you're automatically labeled a conspiracy theorist. You're just, you're crazy. You're this, that, the third and blah, blah, blah. And my thing is, and then you try to show the evidence to people like, well, I need a credible news source. Well, the credible news source that you're wanting is the same one that's going to tell you that it's not happening. The same shit that you're following, the same shit that you went against just three or four years ago. And now you're, you're watching it and you're backing it. Like, Oh, this is the truth. This is X, Y, and Z. Like, no, that's not the whole, you're, you've completely lost your principle. You have no foundation. Well, I'd sooner believe a conspiracy theorist, like within reason. I mean, I take, I take everything I hear with a grain of salt. Absolutely. You should too. But um, someone that is telling me, okay, the, the reptilians are controlling the shadow government. I don't know. I don't fucking buy that shit. But like, if you told me uh, what's a, what's a common one, the narrative with nine 11 doesn't add up. Right. Yeah. Or if you told me that there's something, there's something iffy about this whole COVID thing, then I'd be a little, sus- you know, then I'd be more inclined to believe something like that. And I don't ever believe what, what the media says to me at face value, you know? I mean, okay, you told me there was a fucking plane crash somewhere and so many people died. Okay, well, that's, you know, there's not really room for conjecture there. But if you tell me that, oh, this many people in, I was looking at Twitter today, fucking this many people in Montana have had COVID. Uh, and it's talking about, for one, they're, they're skewing statistics. Um, there's only about a million people in the state. That's not even a mm-hmm. quarter of the population of Houston, right? In the whole state which is not that much smaller from Texas. So right. yeah, we have less people. Naturally, we're going to have a higher, like the infection rate of COVID doesn't slow down, right? So of course, we're going to be high up on the list of who is statistically, like the statistical percentage of who's getting COVID. But then we're like 50th in actual reported cases. We're like one of the lowest in the country because no one fucking lives here. So they're skewing statistics to drive fear. Um, have you, you, you'll notice, for instance, um, any like map, right? Like a uh, like any map of of this problem, they use like reds and oranges because those colors trigger that part of your brain. That fight or flight is triggered by red and orange. I guess maybe from an evolutionary standpoint, if you believe in evolution, red and orange mean blood and fire. I guess which are bad. So I don't and they know, alert people. It alerts people. That's just like when okay, it's, it's a horrible example, but like when you go buy a car, if you buy a red car your insurance is going to be higher. Why? Because yep. it is more noticeable by, by law enforcement or anybody mm-hmm. else. And so, yeah. So when you, when the public sees a graph with red, red, or like I said, red and orange, they 
take it as red is made as for an alert. So they're going to mm-hmm. be paying attention to it. Yep. It's a color scheme. They teach you this shit back in grade school. Like these colors are there for a reason. Yep. It's, it's ingrained in us, you know, red means stop. Like red means be wary, you know? Right. Um, but I'm, I'm, I'd sooner believe someone that would be referred to as a conspiracy theorist, but is bringing me like, you know, a reasonable argument, bringing me evidence um, than I would the media that just expects me to take things at face value. You know, mm. as far as the gun confiscation thing goes, there's a book. I, one of my most recommended reads that I give my followers is unintended consequences by John Ross. And the whole rundown is basically this dude um, is written in the nineties. So this dude is uh, he grows up before like the gun control act of 68. Right. And uh, he's a machine gun collector. And the Hughes Amendment passes, and it kind of fucks him up and stuff. And then the ATF starts going around unlawfully seizing machine guns from people that haven't broken the law on technicalities. This starts a massive shitstorm, and people die. And one of the analogies in the book—it's a really good book, but it's also like two hundred dollars because no one's gonna, no one will publish it anymore. Anyway, um, poor bastard had to release it right before Columbine. An analogy made in the book is if you were to try to boil a frog alive, right, and you mm-hmm. take a pot of boiling water. You know, get it to a good rolling boil. You throw this frog in it. The frog's going to jump out and run the fuck away. He's going to hop away. If you put a frog in, like, warm water, right, and just slowly turn the heat up, he will swim around happily, content, not a care in his mind until he's fucking dead. So it won't be an all-at-once thing. The day is probably not going to come in your lifetime that the police are going around neighborhoods and taking everybody's guns. Mm -hmm. Um, What I think they'll do is... So, like, in California, right, when they passed all that shit over the years and just whittled away at at those people's rights, um, at no point did they go around knocking on doors and asking if anyone had any assault weapons to turn in. But if you got fucking caught with one after this, you were fucked, right? Um, You know, if you got pulled over and searched, which they will do for no fucking reason at all. Like, I, you know, when I was out there, I had to deal with that. I never got searched, but, like, I my truck broke down in San Diego when I was in the Navy and I had this cop like going through my shit with a flashlight. I was like, Hey, get the fuck out of there, dude. Like, what are you doing? And you know, if they fucking, if let's, okay, let's say I own a, a, an, an FN foul in a, in a, in a non compliant uh, configuration in California. Uh, and I take it to the range. I'm going to fucking jail that day. So, they're probably not going to come knock on your door, but they're going to make it extremely hard to actually use the weapon. They're going to make ammunition is fucking, they're already doing that right now. I'm pretty sure. Like if you want me to sound like a fucking nut job, um, why? Okay. The, the Tula thing, that was obvious. But then before that even happened, it's, you know, if you can even find fucking, I don't know, Winchester white box, two twenty three, $40 a box, $2 around for this shit. And it's crap ammo, you know? So they're not going to do it all at once. They're just going to whittle away at it over and over. Um, they're they're good at doing this. They, they've been practicing right. for the last century in other countries. So they're playing the slow game. Yeah. Oh which, yeah. And, and which and again, I, I give credit where it's due. And in the the way this all ends up happening is because people don't pick up on it. People are they stay dormant to it. They don't they don't connect the dots like everyone else is doing. And then as soon as you do it. You're like, like I just said, you're looked at as fucking crazy. And then later on down the road, when they finally start to realize it and you bring it back to their attention, they're like, 
well, this kind of just happened. No, motherfucker, mm-hmm. it, it's been gradually happening. You were just slow to understanding when it happened. Well, and then the same people that uh, are talking all this all this good shit about, you know, oh, we're going to stand up for our rights. We're not going to let that happen. Are harping on the fucking cops, the thin blue line shit, you know, and it's like, I'm pretty sure at this point that is a fucking fear response. Like these people see what's going on in the world and they're afraid. So they go to who they perceive is the biggest, baddest, you know, the big kid on the block to fucking protect them. Like maybe if I have this sticker on my car, maybe if I make some Facebook posts about supporting these guys, they will not only spare me from this, but they will actually help me. Help me. Which is, is it's childish. It's, it's, it's misinformed, but it's, it's like a, a primordial fear response to chaos, right? Is realizing right. Like, I'm, I'm too weak to deal with this on my own. So I'm going to go find the guy that is, regardless of who that is, whether or not he's part of the problem and try to get on his good side. So. And it's, it's like I told, and I'll, I'll probably get shit on for this, but I, I look at police officers as national guards. If you order them off of wish.com. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's exactly what is there. There is granted. I have a few friends that are in, in law enforcement back where, uh, back in my hometown. I love them to death. I hope that, cause I know what their mindset is. Maybe they're trying to spin that whole thing. I don't know. We've had, we've had a brief conversation on it uh, as to what my standpoint is. And I hope that he can sh- possibly force some kind of change within the whole thing. But I, it's going to be a long process at the same time. Oh yeah. I mean, dude, I've got friends that are cops. Um, one of the, uh, I had a lot more before all this, but I mean, if, if that's how it is, it just tells me where we're going to stand when the time comes. But like I do, uh, I do the disaster relief down in Louisiana when I'm able. Um, one of my friends down there is a cop in Baton Rouge. That guy is a great asset for me uh, because he's fairly senior at his department. If, if I need a phone call made, if I need to go somewhere with a curfew and don't want to have to fucking fight about it, I can mm. call that guy. You know, I need a bed. I need, I need something to eat. That's great when I'm doing the disaster relief thing. Um, and doing that, like, it's it's great that a lot of guys in all this are also about that. It's just getting people to understand there are times I have to put myself aside. Uh, even at a protest, don't get me wrong, I'd rather go to a, I'd rather go to disaster relief than a protest uh, any day of the week. But You see, um, yeah, because you, you feel like you're putting more, uh, you're using your time for something more valuable. You're actually 100%. helping human life, which don't get me wrong. I'm not against protests. I'm not against doing uh, helpful relief things. But when it comes, like, I go to protests just for the fact of I don't have a lot of relief uh, events to go to. You can't predict sure. relief events. And oh, yeah. it's hard to, like, just up and go. Because, like, I, I was supposed to go with you to Louisiana. But mm-hmm. I had a lot of shit happen back home where for sure. I was just I was out of state. Protests are a little bit more able to are doable because they're kind of planned out in advance and stuff like that. And I know it sounds more local, you know? Yeah. And it sounds um, cheesy because when you say that's planned out, because uh, when you're in the Liberty movement, you want to think like this stuff happens, like you're, it's supposed to happen spontaneously. Yes. And no, oh, yeah. there's going to be, there's going to be stuff that happens uh, at a drop of a hat. There's going to be stuff that's planned out. And I feel like if you're in this movement, I feel like you make yourself available to both ends of, when that kind yeah. of stuff happens. Well, and with the protests, I would rather, so protests are easier in a way. So mm-hmm. yeah, people are with a storm, an earthquake, a fire, you name it. My 
primary threat index is the elements, right? It, I'm dealing with the disaster itself. Uh, and the secondary effects, no power, no water, uh, hotels are closed, restaurants are closed, stores are closed. Um, it is it is hugely uh, financially taxing. It's taxing on resources. It's it's hard. Um, at a protest, your other your only other real problem is typically other people, right? Um, typically, the power is still on. Hotels are still open. Walmart is still open. You know, um, the roads are okay at least outside of the event. Um, the reason you know I'd rather do the disaster relief because. At a protest, nine times out of ten, I go and I'm not needed, and that's great. That's how I want it. It's awesome that people aren't throwing rocks and lighting shit on fire and shooting each other. But then with disaster relief, there are people in fucking trouble. Uh, yeah. You know, and, and people are doing that shit, too. People are taking opportunities to, to, rape, to rape, rob, and mur- rape, rob, and murder, um, literally. So, I mean, I would still rather do the disaster relief if I had to choose, but it would also depend. Um where can I do the most good? And I think more people should think about that. Like I'm not really doing protests that much. The, the public stuff, like with, uh, I think last year our voices were heard and the response was that the powers that be don't give a fuck. Yeah. You know, so. No, I get it. I mean, it's, I I look at protests as almost like a double-edged sword. I feel like you're doing some good, but at the same time, it's kind of you're shooting yourself in the in the foot. Well, not okay. That not necessarily shooting yourself in the foot. You're just you're not getting much done. Yeah, you're making your voice heard, but what some people don't understand is when they go to these events, these protests. Okay, congratulations, you showed up. So, what are you doing after this? What are you doing to further what you just came to 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 show support in? Are you going to actually get out there and become more active. Are you actually going to, and like in the RCLP, we both know not all of us are political Mm -hmm. and you don't, and you don't have to be. And I think that's one of the one things that has drawn me into the RCLP, but the people that believe in the whole political system and I bounce back and forth is, so when you go to these protests, how many of those people are the next day or like later on down the road, getting more involved in the community, how many of them are going to go going to their state representatives and presenting issues or pretty much pushing the issue of their uh, current issues, not current issues. Uh, fucking a, I'm, I, I dropped the whole fucking ball there. Um, issues that have, have just not been touched for a while. And so are kind of got swept under the rug. Are you bringing that dirt back out and pushing it back onto those people that are in that office and making them actually do what they're supposed to do, what they got elected to do by who they're supposed to serve, which is us, the people. Nine oh, yeah. times out of ten, there no, no, not a lot of politicians are doing that. And I know everybody that is watching this, that follows me, you, on Twitter, Facebook, wherever the fuck they follow us, they all know that as a full blown fact. Oh yeah, there's, it's there. There's very few politicians. I like you said earlier, you take a lot of things with a grain of salt. I trust, I, I listen to politicians, but I also listen to them with a grain of salt. I want to see, yeah, you're putting on a great campaign. You're put, you're, you're saying the right words. If you've done that, I want you to do, I need you to do just that. If you've sw- swooned me that well, I need you to continue that. 
because just like, and I, lo- I love bringing it up just because I love pissing off the right and the left. The right got fucked up. They got fucked over. They got bent over a fucking barrel and got fucked by Trump. Oh yeah. The left, and the, the left now they're getting bent over a fucking barrel and fucked by Biden. And I think a lot of the problem with like the right, for instance, just because we've seen this come to fruition and kind of play itself out already. It is happening with Biden in the exact same way, but it hasn't happened yet. Um, hasn't finished anyway. Um, with Trump, I think a lot of people, uh, are still hanging on to him so hard because they don't want to admit they were wrong. I was a huge fucking Trump supporter. I was also like 20, you know, I mean, five years is a long time in your twenties, dude. I, uh, I had a lot of growing up to do. I had a lot of life experience to go through. Um, you know, I was a massive fucking Trump supporter, dude. Uh, and then one day it, it all just kind of fell in place for me. I'd been having second thoughts. The bump stock thing uh, was what kind of, kind of, you know, sparked that fire for me was. Um, the whole okay, take can, guns, the, take the guns, do the due process later. Oh, yeah. Um, the Virginia Beach thing where the, where the guy uh, used a suppressor allegedly in a mass shooting. And I was, I was like a half hour away when that happened. I was uh, stationed in Norfolk. I lived in Portsmouth. Um, so Virginia beach was like a half hour from my house. I was there all the time. Mm. Um, I talked to so many people that were familiar with what actually like people that were there and shit, who told me they didn't, you know, they heard gunfire, but they couldn't tell. And you know, the normal person isn't going to be able to tell a suppressor, you know, they might think, Oh, that sounded quiet. We'll just think it's further away. But, um, and I'm not saying they didn't use a suppressor. I'm just saying it's suspect that that was harped on. And then Trump coming out and saying, Oh, I don't like suppressors referring to that event. Um, and so many people are just still riding the Trump train and still hanging on. To, and it's, you know, it is kind of, kind of good that they're hanging on to some semblance of hope. They're, they're right. not completely giving up altogether, but it's like, man, um, QAnon is a fucking psyop. It's a pacifier. Right? I fucking hate, I, I've, and I've seen it more now, now that I've gotten to the whole, the whole Twitter world. Q hmm. lives so strong in a lot of the people on, uh, on Twitter. And I don't understand it. I read some of the, theories, prophecies, whatever the hell you want to call it, of Q, just for shits and giggles, and it is not disappointed one time. And for the fact that, and I mean, I'm a conspiracist, and I, I proudly say that, but oh, yeah. conspira- conspiracy theorists and Q believers are not the same thing. No. They, and they, it's, it's, I'll never understand it, and because I've had people tell me, like, oh, you're a conspiracy, oh, you believe in Q, no, the fuck I don't, I break you, that is batshit fucking crazy. And a lot of it is like, hey, here's what's going on. And I think some of that at times has been accurate to a point, but it's nothing you couldn't just kind of put two and two together and come up with watching the news, right? Two plus two equals four. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. And then the one underlying theme with Q is every time something comes out from this, it's it's being handled. Don't worry about it. Trust it's, it's the gonna process. Be taken care of. Yeah, trust the process. Other people are going to handle it for you. Um, you know, I think... Uh, as soon as people realize like the only person that is ever going to really be there for me a hundred percent of the time, like you guys, you guys are fucking there for me every time I'm, I'm, if I'm having a bad fucking day, I can go in the group chat and we can fucking talk about it and I feel better. Right. Yeah. I can, we can fucking joke and laugh around. Like you guys are kind of my, my only friends. So, like I have friends up here, but we're always busy, but I talk to you dudes every fucking day. Um, but even then your closest friend is probably only going to be there for, 20, 30% of the things that are going to happen to you in life. The only person that is going to be there for you 100% of the time is you. And relying on some faceless, anonymous 
thing that does not even really tangible, uh, tangibly exist uh, thousands of miles away from you, right? Um, that's that's just that's ridiculous to me. That's fucking it, childish. That's believing in Santa Claus. Yeah, it's just like uh, I mean, we've all we grew up watching Anonymous, mm-hmm. right? And so oh, Q, yeah. and it, it's just like I said earlier. So Q is pretty much the Wish dot com version of Anonymous. Oh yeah, just just. Uh, just like this episode is the rolling dumpster fire. Q is a rolling dumpster fire of anonymous. It is God awful. Why people try to, or still believe in it and still push it. You're enti- look, you're entitled to believe what you want. I really, I don't give two fucks, but have some dignity. Like be, be man or woman enough to admit some of that shit is fishy. Like oh, yeah. for the, it's like my favorite, my favorite one still to date is, uh, Trump's going to be back in office by August. Here we are in October. Yep. I was going to mention that earlier. I was thinking the same thing. Like, you know, it was one thing when this person was saying stuff and then it was actually like kind of in a way things that things would happen that kind of resembled that back in like 2017, 2018. Right. Right. And it's another thing when he's going to be in August guys, I promise the military, like I had some fucking dude get so mad at me uh, because I, I replied to a video he had posted on the on the shitty Chinese clock app uh, where he was talking about how the military is secretly taken over the government and Trump is coming back. And so here's the thing. If that should ever happen, a junta, right, that is not good for anyone. And these guys no. are like, yeah, you know, like they're going to take over and liberate us if the military ever comes to power in itself. And this this is no longer a a country governed by private citizens, in theory, anyway. Mm. We are going to be in so much more fucking trouble. The last thing I want is the person sitting in the Oval Office to have a bunch of stars right here, you know. And that that would be a fucking nightmare Uh, because people don't give power away. They're not just going to give it up. No, people do not do that. Um, And there's and and now and when you say that uh, that it resorts back to. If you understand history, you cannot trust the government. You cannot do both. Understand, you cannot understand history and trust the government. Oh yeah, it and because there are. It's been time and time again that people have taken that power, just like you said, and they have forced their way into uh, a higher power, and they don't leave. And then whatever country or whatever the fuck they're over goes to shit. Oh yeah, and that's exactly what Q is, what people in Q believe, and that's what they're wanting. I'm like, and how you said like uh, how people believe like the military is going to secretly get him in there, and how just like you said, if the military is to do that, that's that's opening a whole can of worms. And if people have not already paid attention, which I'm glad, I'm glad you brought it up because, like in New York, if the medical staff, it is a small step, just like I said earlier. They do this in small increments. So in New York City, they're talking about if nurses and doctors don't want to get the jab, they will put in, they will pull in military National Guard to do their job. Mm-hmm. That's the first fucking step. That's how you get into a whole shitstorm, and people don't understand that. And I get into the debates with people that are like, well, then those people should just get, get the fucking thing, and they can keep their job. Well, one, no, because it's a whole personal choice of whether you whatever the fuck you do with your body, because body autonomy is a whole fucking thing that everyone needs to respect and understand across the whole board. But that's a whole other conversation. Mm-hmm. 
But if you put the military in that position, again, that is the first step because after that, what happens? They're going to start moving military to law enforcement. And then after law enforcement, become martial law goes into to effect. After martial law... Go, no, I think they're already uh, – sorry. I think they're already trying to get the public used to having, like, the guard in their lives. So uh, I forget where this was. They had a shortage of bus drivers, so they had the National Guard driving school buses, right? Right. Yeah, I, re- I remember every, that. Every time um, – and, yeah, don't get me wrong. Like, with – okay, I get back to the hurricanes, right? The National Guard is a big help down there um, for high water rescue, for fucking delivering supplies – um, that's great, but every time there's some crisis, right, I think they will go out of their way to use the guard to get the public used to, in a way, trusting them, right? Mm-hmm. Um, basically, kind of using the public as a bottle calf. And what I mean by that is um, when you have a cow that's, that you, you fed from a bottle, that animal trusts you so much more. It's almost like a pet. It's docile. It's agreeable. It'll come hang out with you. I want you to scratch its head because it was predisposed to trust you. At the end of the day, the bottle cow at some point is still going to the fucking slaughterhouse or you're going to take it out back and fucking shoot it when it gets too old to be useful. Um, so I think they're, when you, you see the guard at the pro at protests and shit that turn into riots, mm. they're not really there to, protect infrastructure and protect other like bystanders and the citizenry that isn't involved in this. They're there to get the public used to seeing the guard in these times of crisis and thinking they're here to help me. Right. Um, getting them used to trusting them to doing what they say. Uh, one of the best things that could have happened uh, for Liberty, right. Um, one of the best things that could have happened is that fucking guardsman, uh, t- uh, sandbagging that guy, or not sandbagging, uh, fucking beanbagging that guy on his porch because people saw the fucking truth for a minute. That guy came away with a nasty bruise, maybe a, a bad sprain. I don't know where it hit him. I didn't break anything, I don't think. But he came away with a bruise, and the public, for at least a few minutes of news time, got the fucking truth. Well, it's just like, uh, I, I, I recently just came across it back when Hurricane uh, Katrina hit, mm-hmm. and Louisiana, what we. We all saw like how bad Louisiana got after that. There was a old, there was a lady, and she had to at least be. Uh, I, I, I'm bad with numbers. I'm gonna go ahead and say she was about maybe fifty five, sixty, roughly. And she went and uh, she was in her house, and they, I, I don't know if it was police, law enforcement, or national guard. One of the two, while she was on camera, they told her she had to leave her residence, and she said she wasn't gonna leave, and she had her handgun. In her own her own residence next to her side, and on camera they fucking grabbed, they manhandled her, threw her to the ground, and escorted her out of her own fucking house. Mm-hmm. And I came across that, of course, on other outlets of media. It wasn't on the fucking news. I came across that on uh, different uh, other sources, and you won't see that, and people don't want to see that because when you do see that, it it's for it's uh like, like that show movie that was on Netflix uh. Uh, the one with Sandra, I don't know, Sandra Bullock's where they, they, if they opened up their eyes, they saw fucking demons or some shit or whatever. You know, um, they're forced... Bird Box. Bird Box, that's what that's what it yeah. was. So they're forced to see, like you said, they're forced to see the truth, and it hurts. And so they don't want to see that because then they have to they have to live with that, like, okay, 
my my perspective of everything was wrong. I need to reevaluate. And a lot of Americans are humans in general when they when they're forced to re reevaluate their life or their beliefs. It sucks. I'm I, I'm living proof of it. I had to reevaluate all my beliefs to get to where I am now, and it sucked because I had to tell myself, bro, you are a fucking idiot. Like you need to, you, you didn't have all your facts in 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 line, opposed to where you are. And which I'm not saying I'm right all the fucking time. I, I I'm wrong. I'm human. I make errors, but I can admit that. But a well, lot of people can cannot. That's and that's the thing. That's the difference between me and you and them. They we can admit you and I can admit we're wrong. A lot of other people cannot. Yep, I think uh, you mentioned the Veterans Caucus earlier, and then Barracks Rat commented. Um, you know, man, I have my own issues with really the existence of a standing army in the first place. Um, that's part of the reason I got out of the Navy when I did is I wasn't going to be used. I did not want to be used to oppress others. Right. Um, should the day ever come that the military is turned on its own citizens, or even, even in other countries. Um, if I believe in an inalienable right to bear arms for every mm. human being, right then how can I agree with, for instance, confiscating firearms from Afghani civilians who, per the Afghan constitution, per their own country's law, they're allowed to own, they're, they're more free than we are when it comes to guns, for instance. That was one thing for me. Uh, they're allowed to own fucking select fire, and, and, and it's relatively easy for them to do that. You know, And even if they weren't per their law, that's still an inalienable right of theirs. How am I going to support, however small my contribution might be, going to these people's homes, taking their, their property from them, uh, and leaving them defenseless in chaos. Uh, so I will say that part of the reason I think veterans in general, combat veterans or otherwise is that, you know, the common denominator there is the government in the military pretty much has control over every facet of your life. Um, healthcare, uh, military healthcare is probably the worst in the fucking well in the developed world. Uh, so absolutely. That's why I'm not supporting fucking uh, um, nationalized healthcare because I've seen it in real time and it sucks. Yeah, it works. I mean, if I had a problem, I got seen to three or four months after. You know, um, still after not a lot more damage. Oh yeah, dude. I fucking um, I tore up my shoulder. I mean, just like I didn't dislocate it, but almost. Um, I tore up my left shoulder at work one day, uh, trying to, you know, it was kind of, I mean, it's my fault to fucking trying to outwork everyone around me, um, which is not the move. And, uh, I, um, I didn't really get that taken care of until six months after the fact and it had already healed. And then, uh, I tried to file an ice complaint and shit and like try to try to get that taken care of. And, uh, my department had sat me down and it basically called me a pussy. And I was like, dude, um, I was like, you know what, sir, go ahead and give me your hand. And I squeezed as hard as I fucking could. And it's like, does that feel like like the grip a, a, a fit, strong, 23-year-old man should have? And he didn't really have a response for me. And that's just because, you know, like civilian side, I would have had probably had surgery within a couple weeks. You know, I didn't even get fucking really looked at aside from like initial like first aid uh, mm. until six months after the fucking fact. Still haven't had surgery for it. You know, um, I'm mostly okay now, but like, if I go fucking throw hay bales all day, my, like my left arm is just fucking dead. I got to drive home with one hand, you know, shifting and steering with one hand. Um, 
And then, I mean, can you imagine the government telling you, like, one, uh, I think they just recently came out with this, for the Navy, you can just, as of, like, a few months ago, have earrings in at a uniform as a man, right? You And uh, you can now, I believe, uh, sh- like, have visible tattoos yep. in, the na- in the Navy. Because I have a friend, uh, she's in the Navy, and I want to say she made a status about the whole thing that you are now able to have visible tattoos in the Navy, which is... So, well, I went in some years ago. We were allowed anything below the neck was pretty much fair game. Like I got, I got this in the Navy. Like my first month out of boot camp, um, I think they're allowing one tattoo on the neck now, or something like that. So they never really, like, yeah, you could get in trouble. I never heard anyone getting in any real, actual serious trouble for violating the tattoo regs, as long as they didn't get like you know a giant swastika made out of dildos on their forehead or something, you know. So I mean, but. Imagine, like, imagine the government telling you what, what kind of tattoo you're allowed to have. And then yeah. you get out back to the civilian world, you have a bad taste in your mouth about that shit, you know? Um, yeah, it, you got told what you can and can't do with your own body. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, so um, I have to go up to Fort Harrison to get my fucking glasses, right? Because, like, hey, you know what? You break it, you bought it. I still use a VA healthcare system on occasion. Right. For something that's expensive that they'll cover. Fuck. Yeah. You know, I'm going to oh, fuck yeah. up for every dime I can get. That money's already been spent anyway. Um, so. As a civilian, like a private citizen, right, on a military installation, I can't even have a gun in my car like at all. That's ridiculous. That's fucking ridiculous. You're saying that if I come on federal property, I'm forfeiting my second and fourth amendment rights because oh, we, can, we just told ourselves we are giving ourselves permission to just search your fucking vehicle at any point. For whatever, without probable cause, you know, that's so and that's con- that's considered unlawful search and seizure, correct? Yeah, uh, anywhere else except a military base or you know what is considered federal property. And the question is, should the should the federal government be allowed to really own property to begin with? But oh, that's the loophole. Yeah. So, like when I go up to Fort Harrison, what I've got to do is lock my weapon in my vehicle, park like like park somewhere off base, and then hoof it. To go to the fucking clinic. And I'm, I'm just a guy, dude. Like, I, I'm not under any sort of contract. Like, I, it's one thing if you signed a contract giving away your rights for a certain amount of years. Is it still mm-hmm. fucked up? Yeah, but, like, you signed the shit. I'm just a guy at this point. I'm just a person. Why am I fucking restricted from... Why are my rights restricted just because I happen to be on a military installation? So... Yeah, not- I mean, you've, you've, you've served your time. I mean, like, you... I mean, you've... You've done your... You fulfilled your contract. Yeah. Like, well, no, I got hurt, right? Uh, yeah. They fucking, like, I, I got out early. Uh, I could have fought and stayed in relatively easily, but at this point I was already thinking kind of like I am now. I was like, man, I can't do this anymore uh, physically and fucking morally. I, they're mm. too, you know, I am too fucked up. I'm not going to go to fucking, I'm not going to go on a warship and go out in the ocean where I'm going to be a liability to other people where if I, you know, I'm more likely to get hurt. I'm more likely to fall down a fucking ladder well or some shit. And then when I, if I have to get fucking medevaced, right. If they have to fly a helicopter out to pick me up, that is like, it is extremely dangerous putting a fucking aircraft on a ship to begin with. And like, Mm. if I was in my job, I would have been on a a destroyer more than likely. Uh, No, not a lot of chance of me going on a fucking carrier. Um, And even then, 
So it's like, I'm not going to fucking endanger other people needlessly. And then by trying to go to sea, trying to go do my fucking job, you know what I mean? But then the, the rest of it was like, if I feel the way I do about these things, if I believe the way I do, can I look myself in the eye in the morning and still work here? No, I fucking can't, you know? So. Yeah. I mean, I can't give any input on military. I mean, I was a, a military brat with my biological dad. Uh, that's really all about all I have. But I get mistaken for, I said it like I think in the first episode, I get mistaken for fucking prior military so many times. Mm, which, uh, I mean, I guess I don't fucking know. I, I'm I'm not military material. That doesn't mean that doesn't. I mean. I go out and I train with like people and stuff like that. Not saying it's military training per se, yeah. but the military lifestyle is just not for me. I don't knock anybody that who is in the military. I have many friends that are in the military currently. I have friends that are veterans. I learn more about the military from veterans, and it just furthers why I would never join. I mean, you can have oh, yeah. any veteran. I mean, it, I mean, talking to you right now. If anyone was to say, "Hey, I'm thinking about joining the military," what is your response? I generally push them away from it. Um, exactly. Them, you know, I try to be fair. Like, yeah, dude, I had a great time. I made some of the best friends I'm ever going to have. Uh, it put me in a position where I was able to better my, like my, my skill set with, with that, with, you know, um, but it's not worth, like, it's not worth your freedom. It isn't mm-hmm. worth being put in a position where you may have to do something wrong and not really have a choice. This is also why I'm not as vicious with the military as I am with the police whenever I go talk shit on Twitter or TikTok or something. Um, because that's why you got position. Yeah, right. But I'm put in a position in the military, right, where I don't have the option to just go turn my fucking badge in one day. A cop does. Right. A cop can quit pretty much whenever he wants to. Uh, he can drive back to the station, go see his supervisor, tell him I'm done, I'm quitting right now. And legally, he has every right to do that. In the military, there are a few different routes, but there it is not that simple. Conscious objector um, is one way, but that takes years. And you're still required by law to do your fucking job. Um, you can just leave, and then you run the risk of going to prison. You have a lot more in, like negative incentive to stay than a police officer does. Yeah, they tried every single. They try whatever they can to keep you. Whether you you are ready to leave, like like I don't want to do this anymore. Well, that sucks. I mean, yeah, pretty exactly. much. I mean, what it sums up to be is oh, that sucks. Tough it out. Yeah, and then think about this. Um, one of my good buddies is a dude uh, that was at my command waiting to get out because he. Uh, so he had someone file a sexual harassment complaint with him, right? Because mm-hmm. they got caught screwing on the ship which is a big no-no right you can go out in town and do that but you can't do that on a ship uh so she tries to cover her own ass says oh he assaulted me whatever and this kid freaks the fuck out um just panicked and ran off for over a year just gone right um they found him arrested him brought him back court-martialed him and he ended up actually getting out with i think like a general or other than honorable so he came out okay in the end when the truth came to light um and you know hired a good lawyer his family had money Good for him. Not everyone is that lucky. Um, I love the guy to death, but if he doesn't want to be here that bad, is this someone I want watching my fucking back? Is this someone I want to be clearing houses with, with a gun? Is this someone, can I rely, this person doesn't want to be here in the first place. Can I rely on him to come help me if I'm trapped in a flooded room on a ship or if I'm on fire 
or all the other plethora of horrible fucked up things that can happen to you, right? Um, no, that's also why I don't support that. Well, for one, the draft is unethical, but it's a, another thing from a practical standpoint. The military is bad enough with fucking people that volunteered to be there and don't want to anymore and change, had a change of heart. Imagine if these people were forced to fucking be here. It'd be a fucking disaster. That's part uh, of the reason Vietnam was the way it did. But no, no, no. The draft is a lot better now. We're going to draft women. Oh, according, oh, yes. According to but now we're doing equality across the board. We are going to draft women because that makes it more morally right for us to draft not just not just men, but we're going to draft right. women. We're going to draft. We're going to draft civilians that have no desire to be in the military, both now men and women. After it's been men for God years of just been strictly men, but we're going to um, allow women now, which is I, I don't like you said I don't believe in the draft. I don't like or you don't believe in the draft. I don't believe in the draft either. Mm. I think it's a it's a shitty way to force people to to do some shit. I mean, they just don't want to do. I mean, for shit that you cause, like why why should I have to go fend off what you started? This is your doing. <clears throat> More opportunity to make fun of uh, like right wing, like uh, traditionally conservative boomers. I love hearing people say, oh, we should have compulsory military service. As soon as you graduate high school, you should have to do two years in it. I'm like, man, I tell them. And it's always it's almost always people that were never in the military. I'm like, you know, man, which I don't you know, I don't look down people for not like I am no better. And honestly, I'm probably worse, which is what I'm getting at. My time in the Navy, 80 percent of that is a legend of debauchery. Right. It, it like just the 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 animalistic like drunken behavior we got up to. It, it was just it was just a fucking bath of sin, and these right wing conservative Christian baby boomers are telling me they want everyone to go do that. Let's make sure everyone has herpes. I don't have herpes, but like that's what I'm getting at. Like it's, it's for le- not for legal reasons. I do not have herpes. Yeah, right. Like going in the military isn't going to fix you as a person. Not a lot of things are. Right. You're probably always going to have your personality flaws. You're not going to fix these disparaged youth with no direction in life. Automatically, just by seeing them in the military, you're, it's not right. going to fucking happen. You're just going to create more problems. Like, I mean, let's put a bunch of fucking people who are really like, yeah, OK, you're an adult. You're still kind of a kid, at least the way your mind works. And let's take you away from your home and put you in a situation you don't want to be in, wherein you have no control, no real control over your life. And you might fucking die for reasons you don't fully understand. How does that sound like a good idea to anyone? Well, that sounds like a hell of a time. Oh, yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. Um, Vietnam looked kind of fun. Free beer, you know, heroin. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. I've seen Forrest Gump. Mama-san's. Oh, yeah. It looked like a fucking hell of a time. Barbecue and fucking PBR. Uh, you know, I, I like my retro ARs, too. So, fuck yeah. I wanted to bring up Forrest Gump because I don't know. I'm pretty sure he's not watching. But if Matt Wright's watching... He has a been he has he's being very he's chasing down Rose from the Titanic and calling her worse than Jenny, which I told him both Jenny and Rose from Titanic are both whores. God awful oh, yeah. whores. But that's that's for another episode because uh we're we're creeping up on Oh, we out of time? Actually, we're we're actually at about an hour and since this is a pretty much a, a fun echo chamber for uh me and Whoever I decide to bring on, uh, Muddy Waters just went sure. on, so they're gonna they're gonna take away half the viewers because you know we small people, they big people. Well, if you uh, uh, if and, you want me on the if you want me on the show again in the future, we can argue next time, so it's not a not an echo chamber. 
I'm know, only going to argue with you if we get naked. That, that, what's that, your that's favorite? The only, that's the only stipulation. What's your favorite, gonna... uh, what's your favorite animal? Animal? Probably a yeah. monkey. Fuck monkeys. Oh, okay. Okay. That well, easy. I, you're going to put me into a fucking corner because I can tell right now you're just dogs, and I'm going to get shunned out of America if I say fuck dogs because I don't um, hate dogs. I was going to say the Iguanodon, actually, but... Iguanodon. <laughs> All right, so before we close out, is there anything you want to plug? I know you're banned supposedly from TikTok, but if you want to plug, what do you want? If you want people to find you, I mean, the government already um, knows where you're at, but. Uh, the only thing I got right now is Clapper, and it's uh, Kenny B1911. So, I mean, no one uses Clapper. It kind of sucks. It's like a worse version of TikTok, but it uh, that's the only thing I'm really on right now. Um, other than that, um, if you don't own an AR-15 and 556 and a Glock 19, you need to fix that pronto, tonto, like right now. I don't okay, I got, one of, I got one of the three. I got one of the three, so we're good. Yeah, like people are always asking me, like, what, what, what guns and gear should I buy? And I'm like, you need an AR-15 and a Glock 19. But what about, you know, fucking some, and then some bullshit, fucking, you know, 458 SOCOM. Like, no, motherfucker, listen to me. So every chance I get, I tell people that, but... Well, anyway, uh, is that all you wanted to plug that that you yes. have? Yes. All right. Yeah, you're very nomad kind of. So I mean, you really don't have much to plug. So not anymore. Uh, Working on it. All right. All right, brother. Well, I'm gonna put you back in the guest room. I'm gonna do closing bullshit, and then I'm gonna hop off of here too. Uh, I'll probably hit, hit, get back with you on signal here in a little sure. bit. All right, man. I appreciate you having me on. I'm definitely gonna. Thanks have for you back having on. me, dude. Hey, this is a fun rolling dumpster fire. Even though everybody was let down that the dog was not on, we will bring the dog. Two seconds. Yeah, we will bring the dog on. We'll do it. You can be a double host, dog and Kenneth. Though, like, we're Mm -hmm. gonna like push the dog more like center, but we'll go from there. Get him. But all right, man. (laughs) I'll I'll hit you up later tonight, man. Thanks, dude. Later. All right, guys. As this comes to a close for episode five, I will be back next week. Uh, I don't know who's going to be on, if it's just going to be me or who I decide to bring into this fucking hellish hellhole of mine. Um, if you want to go find me, find me at the Oklahoma on Twitter. You can also, it's going to be probably at, at the redacted Oki. Um, you can also go check out, let me go pull it up. The redacted caucus.org for all your redacted caucuses needs. We have merchandise. For all the cool swag, all the cool kids are doing it. Even Miles Davis, you do not have to piss your pants, I promise you. Um, you can also hit us up to join. We are looking for new, always looking for new members who want to join the Liberty Movement. I don't care if you are political, anarchist, libertarian, fucking caveman. I don't give two fucks. Please, if you want to come join Liberty Minded People, we are looking for you. Come find us. Um, if you want to come hang, ha- come hang out with me and a couple other people in the next. Actually, next weekend here in Oklahoma City, uh, Kenneth, who was just on, the dog will not be here. I'm sorry to let everybody down. But if you want to come hang out, come to <clears throat> go to electnataliebruno.com. Look up to the events. We are having axe throwing with the apricot, smoked salmon man, freedom daddy himself, Spike Cohen, that day with his wife, Tasha, or should we say Tasha and Tasha's husband, whichever works the best. They will be in Oklahoma City for an axe throwing. We then have that Saturday a, uh, a rally for
for ending the death penalty here in Oklahoma. Please come show your support. Uh, Spike Cohen will be speaking. Natalie Bruno is, will be speaking. Uh, and the Oklahoma LP will be speaking. And I believe some of us from the RCLP will be speaking. Um, that night of the Saturday, we will also be having a benefit dinner for Natalie Bruno. For her. This is all for her campaign weekend, by the way. Just so we're clear. Uh, we will be having a benefit dinner. Uh, all ticket information and event information is on her website. Please go look it up. Um, but Larry Sharp will be here. It's one of the main guys I look up to. I look forward to talking with him. Hopefully, maybe if I get lucky, I can land him on the show. Um, but yeah, this has been episode five. Please go, oh, before I even hop out, please, if you don't just look me up on Twitter at the Redacted Oki, please go look up the Redacted Caucus on Twitter. Like us, follow us, retweet us. We need it. We love it. We need the exposure. Um, yeah, episode five, Rolling Dumpster Fire was a huge hit, probably. I hope so. Uh, let's go, Brandon. We all know what that means. Uh, but yeah, I will catch you guys next week. Uh, later days.